0: From Relay FM, this is Upgrade, Episode 104. Today's show is brought to you by Igloo and PDF Pen from Smile. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Jason Snell.
1: I am back, sir, and welcome back. It was good to see you two weeks ago, um, yep. and then you were gone on assignment last week. So I had Merlin in, and we we chatted for a while. And uh, it's good to have you back. I listened welcome home
0: to that uh, tr- that that episode on my way home on the plane. It's very okay. nice.
1: Very nice, very nice. So two weeks ago, I wanted to mention this um, in our follow-up because I didn't mention it last time because it was it was Merlin and not you. But two, two weeks ago, we also had a meetup in Memphis that was mm-hmm. really great, and we met a lot of great people. And I wanted to mention that, that, that uh, we met Stephen Hackett, who, uh, no, actually, we had met him before. Yeah. But lots of, like, 20 or 30 people from the area around Memphis, including A.F. Waller, who came in from Atlanta, which was wild. All the Atlanta. great people, you could say. You could say that. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them because that's that's our uh, that's the rare meetup with me and uh, and and you. So we did it. It was good. So I also have some follow up from uh, my show with Merlin. Uh, we talked about Yelp, and I got a nice little note from listener Brian. Listener Brian said, uh, "You guys spent a lot of time." Talking about Yelp, and I feel like Google Maps generally supports a better review model with verified reviews and a cleaner design and layout. It's also already on a map, so looking for a place in a specific area is much more efficient than Yelp. Spend some more time on Google Maps and looking at the reviews, and I think you'll like it a lot a lot more. Now, I, I actually went and, and looked at Google Maps stuff. I hadn't really thought about using Google Maps in this way, um, and it, it worked fine. Um, I'm not sure I'm convinced that it wouldn't have all the same problems as Yelp, uh, but yeah, it's another, I think it's another option to go to. And if Google is making greater attempts at verification and things like that, it might be a place. I just feel like any place that's got a, uh, a bucket that you can pour reviews into is still going to end up doing, I don't think it's something fundamental to Yelp, but I did check and there there is some uh, good data at Google Maps, including reviews. So
0: as a follow-up of my own, I very rarely leave reviews and i don't really read reviews very much so it yeah it really has to take something for me to read a review the most i will ever kind of take pay attention to is like the overall star rating or number rating of something huh i just i, I just know. have I have not the time to go through it like we uh we went i've been away this weekend we went to the beach or the coast you could say it was a nice beach though uh, and we went to this coffee shop, and they uh, I asked for an iced latte, and we we drank it inside, and they gave me a, a metal straw which I'd never seen before. Jason, a metal straw, a straw made of metal. I have seen that, and I thought this is really cool. I want I want some of these, so I bought some, um, and I went on Amazon, and they they had some there. I'll put a link in the show notes to them in case you're interested. And I just took a look, and it's and I saw that it had like five stars on like twenty reviews or something. And I was like, yep, that'll do for me. That's all they need to know.
1: Hmm.
0: So but yeah, I now have a set of eight metal straws at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. There I find go. metal straws disturbing, but why is that? Uh because they because you try you bite on them and they don't do anything.
0: I did bang my teeth against them once, mm-hmm.
1: which was uncomfortable, but uh I don't I still like them. Uh, one of the things that Merlin and I talked about was rating systems, and you know, uh, I got some feedback about that that I, I wanted to share. Listener Ed wrote in about uh, we mentioned the Chronicle, San Francisco Chronicle has the little man rating system, which is a five star rating system, but it comes in illustrations of a little man. There's a he's he's jumping out of his seat applauding, or he's sitting upright applauding, or he's sitting upright paying attention, or he's asleep, or the seat is empty is the one star review, which I think is great. Um. And listener Ed wrote in to mention uh, the Mac Addict review system, which was a guy called Max, who was in various poses based on the rating system at Mac Addict, including a five out of five, which was called Freakin' Awesome. And Ed said that, that he loved that guy. And I worked at Macworld, so I can say I hated that guy. I hated the <laughs> Freakin' Awesome guy so much. I thought, I thought he was so dumb. Um, but hey... Uh, I I actually wrote back to Listener Red and I said I'm disappointed in you and I give you one mouse and he said uh, uh, no I also read MacWorld reviews <laughs> like okay well we'll just move on from that but anyway uh, the, that was a good another good example of a cartoon rating system that's not uh, instead of having stars boring stars they had cartoons um, and we mentioned in that episode about this idea that. Uh, a lot of people, especially like salespeople, um, will tell you, you need to you need to award me five stars. If I don't get five stars, my manager feels that I'm a failure. You have to give me five stars. That The five-star rating system is five. You have to give me five. And like two days later, Lex Friedman, and we'll put this link in the show notes, tweeted out uh, or posted on Instagram and also tweeted a thing from an Uber that he was riding in. And I just want to read the statement that's on the, the this piece of paper taped to the front of the passenger compartment in this. Uber in rideshare system five star mean good four stars means no good three stars mean you hate the driver reminder if you keep rate drivers as four stars or lower your rating will going low too so I'm just saying this is what we're talking about it's a five star system where according to this driver. If you don't give somebody five stars, it means literally the next step down is no good. And then below that, it's just that you hate the driver. And it, meanwhile, implied threat, if you don't give me a five-star review, I'm going to give you a bad review too. Because- I feel like
0: this is an oversimplification yeah. of Uber's system. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's close to that. Because I'm sure they have an overabundance of people wanting to be their drivers. So they tend to just try and keep the best, I think.
1: Yeah and as Merlin as Merlin said you know most people probably don't care and you there's no nuance there's no room in there for you to say no 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 on my personal rating system 3 is a positive review because that's just not how that they, they it's not how people work that's not how they work uh and I try to keep that in mind when I'm using a, a a service like this like they probably want me to start at the top and only kind of downrate them if there was a a legitimate problem which is not how I would normally I do
0: it I start at 5 with an Uber and then move down and i feel like i have a a basic idea of of what uber like and don't like and then i rate them that way like if i find the guy to be an aggressive driver if the car is not clean if he takes me on a slow route a bad route
1: then i'll give them i'll mark them down from five yeah fair enough um brian hamilton our friend in the chat room says uber removes drivers with lower than a 4.6 rating so there you go four stars means no good um, that's a terrible way to run a rating system. Is all I'll say. But that may be how they're doing it.
0: Well, I said, but it's 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 ne- not necessarily terrible for them if what they're looking for the is the best, and they. I mean, I know it's hard. It's hard, right, on the drivers.
1: I'm not saying that the the way they're doing it is terrible. I'm saying that that um that's a terrible way to run a ratings system.
0: Yes, it's a terrible rating system. If yeah. it's a
1: system out of five, and five is the only positive group, and then what is two for? What is one? They murdered me one star as I die, right?
0: It'd be nice if they maybe gave some words that went along (laughs) with the stars, you know, to kind of quantify it a little bit.
1: That might be nice. Um, we also, uh, people said some very nice things about the last episode and said, what if Jason and Merlin had a podcast together? I think Jason and Merlin have a lot of podcasts already. Uh, but I would, I love talking with Merlin and we'll do so, uh, in the future in whatever venue we can find for it. But we did uh riff a little bit on what, uh, what that podcast would be called if we did one together. I suggested tactically problematic, (laughs) um, Somebody suggested problem or not, yeah. like, just slide that right in there next to robot or not. And contentious contentment was also a, that sounds like a T, yeah. frankly. And a also, of I, I
0: like the irreconcilable differences uh, kind of thread flowing through one and three there. Yeah, yeah. Tactically in- problematic. Incredibly long and difficult to spell uh, mm-hmm. names for podcasts yeah. that break the artwork system and have to, we have to be forced to redesign Anyway, that's my Merlin. That's my Merlin follow-up. Thank you for for that vertical. Uh, I asked you two (laughs) weeks ago, Jason, where are all the Apple Watch 2 rumors? Um, Mark Gurman had a report about Apple Watch rumors, but not really Apple Watch 2 rumors. So he was talking about there being uh, the opportunity for Apple to try and (laughs) add a cell radio to the Apple Watch, but they haven't been able to get that to work in the way that they like for the for the next version
1: so it's going to be put off to a later version but this is all we have we talked about this on clockwise last week actually and um i know that uh are linked to it mm-hmm. um and and i think a key here is that it's this article is not by mark german it's by mark german alex webb and scott moritz right? i've noticed that but on a couple of his now so mark german if i had to do some tea leaf reading here and i don't know anything about the the the, the serious history of this story. But my guess is, as we commented, huh, no Apple Watch info. And this is all the Apple Watch info Mark Gurman could get, which was, well, at some point they were working on this and now it seems like they're going to do this, but it's not a lot of detail. And then there's this wrapper of narrative and kind of assumption that goes around it. And, Um, I'm not going to say who did that because there's three people's names on it, but I will point out that one of the three names in the byline has been a daring fireball jackass of the week and has made a career of saying dumb things about Apple. So, hi, Scott Moritz. So that's going to be my theory, is that Bloomberg really wanted a story here and Gurman couldn't give them a lot of detail and then they spun it into this story that is kind of ludicrous because it's like some of it is phrased like, uh oh! Apple couldn't make a deal with the with the with the wireless providers, so they don't know what they're going to do with the Apple Watch, which seems completely impossible. That would have been something that happened months or like a year ago. Um, so I, I'm I don't think it's a great story. So here's the yeah. thing:
0: six out of the nine articles that German has point has posted to Bloomberg have been written in conjunction with another reporter.
1: Yes, I've noticed that too.
0: So and the three that aren't that were written uh, on his own were the ones that were the big ones. So the laptop Mm -hmm. overhaul, uh, the new iPhone dual camera, but no headphone jack, and the uh, Apple releasing iPhone app to control Apple TV using Siri. Those three were just written by Mark. The rest were written with him and somebody else, and usually it's Alex Webb.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, and whether that's just how Bloomberg does things, or...
0: I think it's he's providing the information... And then they're being written by somebody else. Maybe and
1: they're they're writing it around. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's a new he's a new hire. He may be. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on there. But anyway, that story. It, it, I think it's important to note that that's not just his byline, and that doesn't feel like your usual Mark Gurman information story. It feels very speculative and very shaded, um, making some suggestions about things that seem impossible in order to kind of tell this story that they want to tell about Apple um sort of uh, casting about in terms of what it does my my
0: feeling on this is somebody at bloomberg said where's our apple watch
1: leak and yeah. this was the best they could get he i got some i got some old information yep
0: so i go back to mine and your pontification from a couple of weeks ago There aren't any leaks, and why is that? And maybe we'll find out in a week or two, right? Like, there there are no leaks right now because why? Maybe it's all still within Cupertino right now. It isn't actually being produced, and that's why nobody has anything. Or, as we also said, nobody's leaking because nobody cares inside of the supply chain. There's no money to be made.
1: The fact, or or as uh, theorized, or it looks like the old one enough yeah. that people haven't you noticed. The, the fact that German has in here is the company still plans to announce new watch models this fall, boasting improvements to health tracking. They will also be able to integrate GPS-based location tracking, according to people. Yeah, The so GPS there, is maybe the only
0: it. kind of tidbit
1: there. Yeah, so that's two paragraphs, and then the, the article goes on and on after that. Many
0: uh, of you have checked out our member special, which was a text adventure. Uh, with me and Jason and CGP Grey. And I just wanted to mention, because we failed to previously, if you enjoyed that, um, there are a couple of more uh, Texas Adventures, which I think were all done by the same company that produced Six-Gun Showdown, which was the one that we did, uh, over on the Incomparables Game Night uh, show uh, as part of the game show feed. So mm-hmm. that's episodes 21 and 33. So if you enjoyed our Texas Venture if you listened uh, as a Relay FM member, then uh, you should go and check those out as well. They're nice compliments to it.
1: Yeah, and we heard from the guy who wrote Six Gun Showdown mm-hmm. and those other Parsley Adventures, and he seemed happy that we had done it. And uh, it sounds like maybe we turned some people on to his, uh, to his product, which is also what we were trying to do, that people would like it and want to play it themselves. So, yeah, if you'd like to hear a couple others, where Tony Sindelar is the computer, not me. I'm just a player in those. That's Game Show 21 and 33. Uh, and I was on your new podcast, Free Agents. Uh, uh, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, uh, I, I interviewed you along with David Sparks. Mm-hmm. We talked to you about uh, your much more nitty gritty than we go into here on sort of like what the issues are in your, you know, your independent life and how you manage your time. And, uh, you know, just sort of like a, a little bit of a window into what independent working life is like for Mike. Yeah. So you can go
0: and check that out. It's uh, Free Agents episode number three. Mm-hmm. And of course, you will find a, a link in our lovely show notes, which are at relay.fm slash upgrade slash 104
1: this week. Mm-hmm. And one more thing that's not quite follow up. It's like a mini topic, but we'll do this before we get into our main thing today, which is, um, it was my son's birthday a couple weeks ago and he got a lot of gift cards and maybe we'll talk about this later down the road, but. Um, he's wanted a Nintendo three DS for a long time. Like uh, uh, he, he, yeah, this goes back a long time that he's wanted a DS. And since you are a game person, I wanted to mention this to you because I, I, it's a, uh, it's been a, a fascinating experience for me. First off, we, w- we waited a long time because we have enough game devices. Like he's got a laptop that can play games. He's got an, an iPad that can play games. We have consoles that can play games, but the 3DS is different, and his friends have it, and they are playing these games he can't play, and it frustrates him. So he has saved his money, and he then added to it with these gift cards that he got for his birthday, and he has enough money to get a 3DS. So we, we finally kind of relented, like, look, we we think you have enough game devices, but if you want to use all your money on this, go go to it. And what I found out is, uh, and the reason I bring this up is people give Apple a hard time for, you know, having the, you know, it's the, the iMac and then they update it and it's still the iMac and model numbers and all that. But the 3DS is, there's, so first off, there's a 2DS, there's a 3DS, there's a 3DS XL, there's the new 3DS XL, which is not the same yeah. as the old 3ds 3DS XL. So that's all fascinating. The complexities of the naming and the different versions that are all basically the same thing with slight variations. Um, so that that struck me as interesting. And then when I was doing my research on the, in North America, the current model is the 3DS XL. New, sorry, new 3DS, new 3DS XL. XL. Um, and then in the context of the headphone jack and people complaining about that, I just wanted to point out, I discovered Nintendo ships the new 3DS XL without a power cable. Yeah. It has a non-standard plug. You can't just use a USB plug to charge nope. this thing. Nope. You need a 3DS plug. The GamePad charger for the Wii U, by the way, will not charge it. Nope. It is a v- very specific plug, right? And it doesn't ship with it. Nope. So They're proprietary. So we found. I found one, and I ordered it, and I realized I have to either find somewhere else a power plug, or he needs to borrow one from a friend until we can find one, because it was actually harder to find the adapter than it was to find the, the unit. But just when we're complaining about Apple uh, doing some things that are user hostile, like not, uh, like maybe not putting an adapter in the box for a new iPhone that doesn't have a headphone check, just think, what if you were getting a handheld, battery-operated, uh, rechargeable uh, device that literally didn't come with the power cord? amazing. So this is part of
0: the kind of comedy of errors that has <laughs> surrounded Nintendo for a while and all of the stuff around the 3DS is part of it. So the the new 3DS aside from being a marketing nightmare to call a product that, which is, you know, kind of the same problem they have with the Wii U when it was the Wii, right? Like the, mm-hmm. their branding team I think just took the year off. Uh, the new 3DS was very <laughs> desirable to existing 3DS owners because uh, it's smaller, it's nicer, it's more powerful. Um, the, the new 3DS, rather than the new 3DS XL, the new 3DS was colored in the way that the Super Nintendo was. So there were a lot of things calling back nostalgia-wise you could get. The faceplates. it was a desirable product. Because of uh-huh. this, and because of the way that Nintendo are pitching this, their their excuse for not putting the power cable is they believe that the majority of people that will buy the system had a 3DS, so they would have a power cable, right? Right. Way to appeal argument. to new users. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> argument. Yeah, but at this point, Nintendo knows their market.
1: Also, we, we, you know, as Apple users, we know nobody needs an extra charging cable at any point. But right? it's nice. You never, you're never going to need another charging cable anywhere, ever. <laughs>
0: But like this is it's like okay, oh. terrible excuse but like in some kind of hand-wavy way you can okay, whatever. Like you fine, I'll accept it. But then the only way you could transfer your saved data from one 3DS to the other was to open up the new 3DS with a hex screwdriver. <laughs> Because you needed to take the old card and put it in and then transfer it to the new card. So everybody who was supposedly going to be transferring right from one to the other had to buy a proprietary screwdriver. Not proprietary, but had to buy a screwdriver because nobody has those at home. And it's like, okay, so you're saying that everybody that's going to buy this already has an old one, which is why they didn't have a cable. And the only way they can transfer their save data is to use is to actually then buy a set of screwdrivers. Absolute nightmare. Was just an absolute nightmare. So, whilst your situation was bad, trust me, everybody else that bought one, it was way worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Including me, because I love Nintendo so much, even though they cause me so much pain.
1: Anyway, I'll report back about my son's thing. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, please do. After this break, we are going to be participating in the first annual Upgrade September event draft. But this week's episode is brought to you by Igloo. These days, people are using 30, 40, 50 different cloud services to get their work done every single day. Whether you're using Salesforce, Zendesk, or Google Drive, it's harder than ever to keep track of everything. But now, you're able to bring your cloud-based applications together in a modern internet with Igloo's integrations. Visit igloosoftware.com slash upgrade today and get your own free version of Igloo. It's time to try an internet you'll actually like. Thank you so much to Igloo for their support of this show. And relay FM. Yay. So it is September event time as of today, which is the yes. 29th of August. We have a confirmed date for Apple's event, which is going to be on September the 7th at the yes. Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. So everything's kind of falling in line as we would expect. And the event has a kind of blurred bokeh, I think it's called, effect, mm-hmm. which will signify for anybody doing their criminology, big advancements to the camera. And in theory, a two-lens system could let you do this type of stuff with your photos. So that would be kind of nice for those of us that join Plus Club, which will be everyone, including Jason, and I will be guffawing my way for the rest of September. It's going to be great fun. Mm -hmm. But like we did with our WWDC keynote, we did our our first ever predictions draft, and we have decided, why not do that for the September iPhone event as well? So here we are. We have the first annual, second ever, as Jason is pointing out, upgrade event draft, but it is the first annual for the September event. No, stop. You're not letting me do it, are you? Uh, It's true, though. It's true. No. It is true. But we will go with the second ever upgrade event draft for the time being. Uh, we, there will be a scorecard in the show notes, uh, which will put together all of our picks. We have set some more rules in advance this time. We learned from our previous draft. <laughs> Did we? Well, I was finally <laughs> told the rules of how drafts work during the episode. So, yes, that's Based true. on your standards. Uh, we have 10 rounds, 20 overall picks. So we have 10 picks each, 20 overall picks, over 10 rounds. We have lots and lots of things to pick from. Um, I am going to say that as the winner of the previous draft, I should get first pick.
1: I agree. I was going to say that too. I okay. give it to you. So
0: my pick, my first uh, item that I think will be announced in the September event, uh, and if this isn't clear by the time already that we're explaining this, we're basically just going to pick what we think is going to happen.
1: At the keynote, and that's and that's the rule, must be spoken about on stage. Yes, that's right. If there's a press release on the side, not mentioned on stage, it doesn't count. If
0: it's on the website, wasn't mentioned on stage, doesn't, doesn't count. count. Mm-hmm. Must be on stage. And I'm going to go with pick number one, dual camera on the Plus Model phone.
1: All right. Tell me about this. You're, you I mean, Plus Model, I feel like I should have left this for you even if I picked first because it's a, it's a mic kind of thing, but yeah. Are you excited about this prospect of a, of a much-improved sort of two-camera-on-the-back setup of yeah. the uh, iPhone yeah, Plus? Yeah,
0: I am. And the reason is, like, you know, I've been listening to ATP recently, and they've been talking lots about cameras. And I'm not a photographer, but I like lo- when I take a photo, I want it to be the best photo it can be. But I'm not interested in owning a camera right now and carrying that around with me. So I want my phone to have the best possible camera that it can have without my phone being, you know, as, as thick as a brick, right? So if Apple can do anything to try and make the photography system better on my phone I want it and dual camera seems like you know there are lots of different ways that this system can be used and we don't know how Apple's going to be doing it yet like what the software component for using these dual cameras will be but of everything that I've heard so better zoom uh, nicer focus uh, better exposure all the stuff that I've heard that could potentially be used for this type of stuff I want any or all of them because they're going to make the photos that I take better and it basically the cherry on the cake here is that the rumor is is and i've seen like a bunch of case makers are already selling their cases like i think it's pretty set that the dual camera will only be on the plus model that is the cherry on the cake for me because i'm going to watch all of the my friends who had laughed at me and said that the, the plus was ridiculous and then first off we got some of them starting to move over right like i was the only one i was there straight away and now people started to move over and now people like you are going to be buying the Plus An model. E. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a scre- I'm going back to the rocker. I don't want nothing to do with this. So mm-hmm. m- many people are going to be joining Hashtag Plus Club uh, in September, which I'm very excited about. So I'm going to go with pick number one for Mike Hurley is going to be the dual camera on the Plus model. Jason?
1: Boy, you that you are going to be insufferable when that happens. It's going to be it so was ba- it was already It was already bad enough, and now it's going to be worse with the, the whole <laughs> Mike was right thing. Um... I am going to go with a pick that, like the Plus model, just so near and dear to my heart, something that I can't wait to see, which is Apple removing the headphone jack from the iPhone. Um, it's going to Yeah. This is going to be painful. I cannot wait to see how Apple explains this. I feel like there are a couple of ways it could go. One way is they could do a detailed explanation of why it's not necessary anymore because of how great the wireless world is and here's here are these great headphones and let us, let us tell you all the ways that we've solved this and we've got an adapter and all of that. And the other way, which I kind of want to see, I kind of hope that this is what they end up doing, is basically just tof- tossing it off like yep. – Like, not even mentioning it, just showing that there's no headphone jack, or just saying, and we've eliminated, you know, and and it has support for Bluetooth headphones, or something like that, which would be Oh, and we've included some new lightning
0: headphones in the box. Like, that's kind of, (laughs) they just, that's it. That's what we say. I I am in complete agreement with you. I think they either tie themselves into some hilarious knots trying to explain this, or they just completely brush over it. I don't think there's any middle ground. Like, it's one or the other with that one. Honestly, as well, I think by this point, to in my mind, it's pretty clear that they've done this now just so the next phone, which they need to take it away from for whatever reason, they could just do it now. Just rip the Band-Aid off and do it now. I know that upsets yeah. people, but that I'm I'm like resigned to this now, and I cannot wait for the iFixit breakdown to confirm if this is true or not, because that will be beautiful <laughs> to
1: see. Yeah. We, I actually wrote the uh, the Stages of Grief yep. article, which... In the hotel room that me and you shared. <laughs> I know, you were you were not too far away as I wrote that article. And that's sort of where I am, as I've reached acceptance, which is it's going to happen. And as I've said, I think on this show before, I did buy a set of Bluetooth earbuds a while ago, and I use them when I go walk the dog or go for a run with my iPhone. I use those. I don't use my corded earbuds. Uh, headphones anymore. I do it for podcasts. I don't like listening to music on them because they're not good enough, but they're good enough for podcasts. And, you know, I just have sort of reached that acceptance phase that if I want to have wired headphones to listen to music on like a a plane trip or something like that, I am going to bring an adapter. And that's just how it's going to have to be. And uh, and, uh, when I'm running, I'm just going to use Bluetooth and that's going to be how it is. And I don't have to like it, but I feel like Uh, As they say, where there's smoke, there's fire, so we're going to have no headphone jack, and that's going to be on stage. My second pick, Apple will
0: announce the Apple Watch 2 on stage in this event on September the 7th. Uh, I'm unconvinced if this will be shipping at the same time as the iPhone. Um, I, I don't necessarily think they're going to do that they might but I'm, I'm not saying necessarily they will I think that w- it will be shipping by the holiday season um, and yeah I'm going to leave it there because we have other picks in the document as to what this thing may or may not include uh, I don't want to show my hand I don't
1: see on our agreed upon list the existence of the Apple Watch 2 there maybe you removed it That's I, all um, I'm going to shouldn't, shouldn't you have to pick some detail otherwise with my second pick I'm just going to pick a new iPhone how about that <laughs> you can pick it if you want it I just thought it was uh, that was a
0: pointless thing to pick but the Apple Watch 2 may or may not have been announced Hmm. okay alright if give it you, to you want to go there Snell you can take a new you. iPhone announced
1: okay well then I will I think there's going to be a new iPhone and it's what, right. what we were talking about before which is that there's no headphone jack I think it's going to be a new iPhone um, and I think I'm going to uh, yeah I'm going to just do that to counter your very obvious pick that there's going to be an Apple Watch 2
0: Fine. Uh, I'm going to go for my uh, third pick. There will be new colors on the iPhone model that we've not seen before. Uh, It will either be a space black or a blue as we've seen some leaked pictures of i think that we are going to see a new color the reason i think apple are going to put a new color on the iphone is so then if people want to buy it and it looks like they have a new phone rather than the phone that looks the same as the old phone they can buy the new colored phone which is why i think they put the rose gold on the SE when they did so people could buy that one and it's definitely not the the old one so i think we're going to see some new colors if they put the blue one out there i Probably gonna get the blue one. Otherwise, I'm probably gonna go gold or rose gold because I'm bored of silver and I'm bored of
1: gray. I would I would be. Oh, is this the end of Cortex? If you're bored of gray, <laughs> <laughs> fed up of gray, no more gray in my life. Okay. Um. I yeah, I would get a blue iPhone if they made a blue iPhone. I would get that. Be you nice, know, right? I I colors. Please bring bring colors into my life that aren't aren't pink, which is a color I can't see very well. Um, I would like a color I can see. I am going to pick for my third pick a a a uh, non mechanical force touch driven home button on the new iPhone. There's this rumor's been out there for a little while. We, you know, famously, uh, people have been skeptical about the possibilities here. I think rightly, whether whether this happens or not, I feel like it's worth being skeptical of it because you know you need something to fall back to when the software is not working that you can do in order to get your phone to reset and one of the ways that you've had is has always been like okay my phone's behaving strangely but if i press this button it's going to depress because it's a physical button and maybe that will do something and maybe it won't but at least you've got that fallback press a couple of buttons force a restart it's like an eject to seat right It's something you can count on. And so it is a little bit scary to think that maybe you press the home button and nothing happens. Like, it's, oh, geez, the phone is in such dire shape now that when I push on the home button... There's nothing that would be bad. Like, if you've ever used a force touch trackpad where it's when it's turned off, and you're like, but it nothing happens now, why is that happening? Um, that that that's a risk for Apple here. And uh, I'm similarly interested in how they how they sell this, but I see the potential benefit in terms of reducing the number of moving parts and the number of places they have to waterproof, and of course, they're also keeping in mind those rumors of a next year totally redesigned phone that's all screen there won't be room for a home button on the front if it's all screen so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw my uh throw my prediction in there for the force touch home button
0: i think you might see them change the uh, force reboot to maybe the one of the volume keys as well
1: Yeah, maybe like volume and sleep or something like that. They're gonna. I mean, if you have a software lockup and that is that that button is driven by software, you can't rely on it to be a a fallback Mm -hmm. if you have a software problem.
0: And I don't know, like I don't know if you can reboot when the phone is off. Like I don't know if that's a thing you can do or would do. I don't know, but uh, how would you do that with a you know because the phone is off? Like it's it's gonna be interesting. Interesting to see what they do. That Uh, my fourth pick. This phone will not be called the iPhone 7.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, that is a bold pick.
0: Uh-huh. I don't think they're going to call it the iPhone 7. Uh, I think it's going to be something six related or no number at all. That's my thinking. I okay. don't think it's going
1: to be called the iPhone 7. So now we agreed on this for bonus points, you mm-hmm. get to predict a name for it. I think it's going to be just called the iPhone. Really? Yeah. The new iPhone. Yep,
0: I, I'm going to go with that because I haven't got a better name. Uh, okay. Like you know, I, I don't think they're going to call it you know six they've, Q. They've already used SE, right? Which is maybe the only yeah. thing that I would have gone for. But I think it might be iPhone something, and iPhone Plus or iPhone Pro. Like they mm-hmm. might give it some other name, like iPhone something. But I think it won't be it won't be numbered at all.
1: It just could be iPhone. Interesting. I. I... I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be called the iPhone 7. Hmm. Uh, this is my wild pick that I'm, I'm getting in there. I Yeah, you got it in early. You could have taken it to, to, at number 10 and it would have still been there, I think, because I don't think I would have, would have <laughs> ever picked it. But I love, I love your gambling nature. I'm going to keep it because I'm still stung about losing last time. I'm going to keep it uh, as high percentage as possible. My fourth pick is going to be this, this is a debate. This has been a subject of debate, which is what does Apple do if it removes the headphone jack? What happens next? And there are a bunch of different options. There's uh, earbuds in the box uh, that are traditional mini jack earbuds, you know, air, AirPods or EarPods, but with, uh, with an adapter already on them. And so you could unplug the adapter and plug it into a Mac or you plug it in and, and plug it into your iPhone. Then there's the thought of like, well, what about if they were just lightning earbuds in the box? And then there's what if they include wireless earbuds in the box? Um I'm going to predict that what will be in the box is a pair of lightning earbuds. That that's mm. what it's going to be. They are going to go down to a cord and there'll be a little lightning plug there. And no, they won't work with any of the other devices that you own, but they will work with that iPhone and that's that's what you're going to get. And uh that's my prediction. It's not really great. It's like uh, getting a, a birthday cake and finding out that it's a terrible flavor that you don't like. It's like, oh, it's a bad, it's peach uh, but or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm going to say lightning earbuds in the in the iPhone, in the new iPhone, in a That's box. Good pick. That was actually going to be my next pick. Ah. So I'm going to go for
0: pick number five and say that I believe Apple will keep the original Apple Watch on sale um, and it will be like the iPad mini that will never die. Um, or the iPad Air 2 that will never (laughs) die just this product that they can put bargain basement, sell out the door, uh, because I reckon they've probably got too many of them and uh, they want to keep that thing selling and they want to make it cheap and it's going to be very confusing when they have two watches that look exactly the same potentially Mm. Um, so we're going to see what they do there, maybe some new materials, maybe some new colours, who knows Uh, but I think they're going to keep the Watch 1 around and sell it alongside the Apple Watch 2
1: one theory that I've, I've heard is that they could p- possibly differentiate it by model name, that there's the Apple Watch something, that, that maybe the Apple Watch Sport is no longer... They replaced the Sport with a new name, but the same kind of idea. Yeah, there, there's a there's the standard Apple Watch, which is the one, but there's a new Apple Watch Sport that's like $500 that's got GPS. Apple Watch Active. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Um and so they end up not calling it Apple Watch One and Apple Watch Two, but like different Apple Watch models are yep. different hardware. I agree with that.
0: I hope that they at least have an aluminium model available because that's the look that I like. I don't like the stainless right. steel. So, and I hope that it then doesn't become the top end one. You <laughs> said because they may, they may, you know, just put the GPS in that one, and
1: you never know. See, you never know. In addition. If you want GPS, that'll be (laughs) $1,000. We're laughing now, but you never know. Um, For my pick, this is number five, so this means we're halfway through. It's going to get weird here at the end when we run out of these things. I'm going to go... I'm going to take a page out of your book because I know how much you love Apple Watch bands, and there's going to be a new Apple Watch. And I think we've said this before on past shows. Every time Apple announces anything, they also announce new watch bands. Now, the challenge here is just... Uh, for me, the risk I'm taking here is not just will there be new watch bands, new colors, new something, but will they mention it on stage? So that's I think I feel, so and that, so. that that's my mind is that they have to say something like, and we've got all these colors and that's that's all like we've got new colors for the fall. but uh, I feel like this is part of Apple's Apple watch strategy is every single time they revise anything, there are also six new watch bands.
0: I tell you why I think this is going to be the case. Um, I was going to pick up a stone uh, watch band, the the stone sport band for dinner in New York, and it's sold out everywhere. Huh. So, and that was one of the ones they introduced. So that was one of the like fall models. So the fall models going away, ready for the new whatever season we're going into. Maybe it's fall again. These, or maybe Ooh. it was like the winter ones. Yeah. Who knows? Fashion. I don't understand it. Fashion. Yeah. Fashion. How does it work? That was going to be my number six pick. Uh, So my pick now is going to be that the uh,
1: new iPhone will start at 32 gigabytes in storage size. Very nice. That was going to be my next pick. So you sniped me there. Good job. We're sniping each other. Apple are going to upset a lot of people with the new iPhone. It's not going to look the way that they
0: want. They're going to remove the headphone jack. If they keep the 16 gigabyte around... (laughs) it will be a nightmare that they will be dealing with. I think, I think this is one thing they have to give the nerd crowd is that the phone will now start at 32 gigabytes. Um, I think that, you know, we, we haven't spoken about it, so I don't think we are, but I think even the original, uh, you know, the standard size iPhone from looking at the case leaks and stuff is going to get an even better camera, um, still, and it won't be the dual, uh, camera. So I think photo sizes are going to be bigger. Still video sizes are going to be bigger. Still, they need to start putting these things at 32 gigabytes as base, and it's the price stay the same. I think this is going to be the year because currently all of their competitors are doing this. So I think it's time that Apple step up and, and make this a thing.
1: Hmm. I hope this is the year. Otherwise, we'll just be picking it next year again. That's when yeah they keep this for next year. You know, on both models, on both models. Yeah, I
0: do. Yeah, I do. I think we're going to start there.
1: All right. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit here. And pick something that's a little wacky. I'm going to pick something from the iPad column, which seems totally uh, counterindicated from all reports, right? All reports are that there's no new iPad stuff happening until the spring. So this is going to be my prediction. Oof. I'm predicting that Apple will give a little bit of a nod that iPad is going to get love in the spring or sometime next year. Now, this is tough because they tend not to... This is a tricky pick. They tend not to forward promote anything, but I feel like leaving the iPad completely untouched, which they probably are going to do, is a tough one, too. So my thought is that they're going to talk about, perhaps in the context of iOS 10, some great features of the iPad or even touch base on the iPad in a slide when they're talking about iOS and the iPhone and just say something about how there's a lot of great stuff coming in the near future for the iPad. Now, we're going to have I'm going to let you rule on this. Based on what they actually say, because it could be, you know, it needs to be a little more than Kremlinology. It needs to be a little more tangible than that. But I am picking something sort of intangible, which is I think they're going to give a sign that they're moving to this strategy of having iPad stuff happen. Uh, off sync with the iPhone and so yeah, okay. um, somehow send up a little signal so okay. you make the call on that one but that's going to be my prediction because right. from all we've heard that's the case is there'll be new iPads in the spring there'll be a new version of iOS 10 that adds some more iPad uh, productivity features but it'll be in the spring it won't be synced to the 10.0 release but instead it will be a subsequent release uh, and they'll wrap all that stuff up together and make an announcement sometime in the new year so that that's my, that's my prediction here is they are going to pay Lipser Service to the ipad in order to um calm people down about the fact that there's no new ipad this fall for the first time in years i'm pleased that you went with something crazy as well yes you're welcome
0: this, this is this is i think maybe is potentially unlikely it's pulled us back to even i think now <laughs> but it's one of those things like I, I think we've both gone with these things because if we're right it's good it's like a it's like a little extra bonus point uh even though that doesn't exist uh, I'm gonna go for my next pick to say that the the new version of the Apple Watch will include a GPS chip inside. You sniped
1: me again! Oh, look at you! Look uh, at you! you think too GPS, similarly. GPS. So at least one model of yep. uh, of a new Apple Watch will offer uh, a GPS capability. So this will be part of Apple's, uh, I think, multi-year
0: march to making the Apple Watch a standalone product. Um, one of the first things they can do is say, not only can you put your music for your run, you can now also track your run with our GPS chip, which is in the Apple Watch. I think that's what the pitch is here. And when they talk about like increased health tracking stuff in, in the the rumors, like I think that is part of it, right? They now have the ability to track your health stuff when you're away from your phone completely by using a GPS chip. Yeah. It's another reason why I think that it might not ship immediately is I think unless Apple have let the companies in, I think they're gonna want the big running companies like Runkeeper to to have their Apple Watch two with GPS functionality built in immediately. So we'll see what's what's happening there.
1: Right. Although that might not be yeah, you know, who knows? That that that's the challenge. Um because a lot of these apps are gonna have to be written to run this is another reason they'll need to be independent on the phone yep. or on the watch from the phone because then you run with your watch without your phone and it needs to be still operating, yep. which the current ones don't, basically. Nope. And uh, and then we'll also need to, to uh, connect to GPS. You know, one of the challenges with GPS is getting that initial signal lock. And I think that's a place where the watch has an advantage because until you leave the realm of your iPhone, the watch basically knows where it is because it knows where the iPhone is. And so it's only when they detach that the the watch has to use its own GPS capability. And the way GPS works, if you know basically where you were, then it's much easier to find out exactly where you are. Um, So I I can see that being a very clever thing where, um, you know, it's not going to have to say, well, please wait five minutes while I figure out where I am. It's gonna like it, it will probably know pretty quickly. A lot of power issues with GPS, so that'll sure. be really interesting to see.
0: I think it will only be on when you ask it to be.
1: Yeah, like when you're running when you're running RunKeeper or you're you're using um you know, so your your phone is not around and you're using an app, whether it's the fitness app or runkeeper or something else, that specifically asks for location data. Yeah. I think it might time even be the run. point
0: of like you have to say, please track my run using GPS. Yeah, You know, like it might right. be like that kind of level, which I know is a bit finicky, but it, it it goes in line with Apple's thinking of really trying to save the battery on this thing. Yep. Jason, what's
1: next up? So for my next pick, I am going to pick again. I'm not super confident about this, but what would be the fun of the draft if all we picked were things we were super confident about? I'm going to pick that new Apple Watch models will be compatible with existing Apple Watch bands. Mm. And I know that's scary. I just feel like Apple has, to go back to my previous watch band pick, Apple has put so much into these watch bands and it's so early in the life of the Apple Watch. And so many of these watch bands are so beautiful and expensive too that I think Apple's going to try to make as few waves as possible in a future version of the apple watch that right now they don't want to turn the whole product line over and make you buy new stuff for the new thing in fact that's what we've been talking about maybe they don't even call it apple watch 2 they just say we've got some new models that have some new features and try to keep it as simple as possible beyond that. And what you wouldn't say is, oh, well, these bands only work with these three models and this band only works with this model because that's complicated. And I think they won't be that complex about it, but I'm taking a risk here. But there's definitely something I'd like to see. So there's some wish casting happening here, but that's going to be my prediction is that Apple Watch bands just work with Apple Watches, at least for one more product cycle. I would be
0: flabbergasted. If it didn't work, like if the, if the old ones didn't continue to work with the new ones, I would be oh. really surprised about that.
1: I'm glad you're more confident than I am about this.
0: I would be very
1: surprised. um I'm gonna go next
0: with uh, a feature that could be added to the iPhone in the tick column, which is water resistance.'d mm. be really great if Apple could do this because it would be a new feature of the iPhone, a new hardware feature uh something we obviously can't see right so it's difficult to to predict that um and i think it would be a really nice thing i would love to to have water resistance um as as a uh, as another feature for my iphone just so i could take pictures of it when i'm out by the pool or i'm out at the beach or just not have to worry about yeah. it so much when i'm taking a shower and stuff you know like concerned about steam getting in there it would just be a nice feature to add to the iphone um, and especially when you know they've they've kind of nailed that with the watch. I uh, was at the yeah. beach this weekend, and I got some sand in my watch, and had to do the terrifying thing. It's the first time I've ever done it of running oh, rinse my it out. watch under the tap. Yeah, yeah, to to get the sand out. I was
1: I was horrified at myself as I was. You're doing You're talking this. to a guy who took a shower with an Apple Watch on day one. Um, yeah. yeah, it's this is the thing is that they don't talk about it as like you should use it swimming or whatever. But the fact is, the Apple Watch does have a rated water resistant. Um, you know, whatever it is, submerged up to three feet for up to five minutes or whatever it is. It's not like you're supposed to go scuba diving, diving with it. But what we've heard about the iPhone 6S models is that they are water-resistant, better than any other iPhone ever, um, and yet they make no claims. And so if the res- water-resistance fails... It's still your own fault. Like if you dropped an iPhone 6 into a toilet, it would be your fault. But I've seen it happen. I've seen somebody uh, jump into a lake with an iPhone in their pocket and they turned off the iPhone when they got out and uh, let it dry out and turn it on the next day and it was just fine. Hmm. Um, and I think I think there are a lot of stories about that with a 6S model. So for this model, what you're saying is they'll actually make the claim of some level of water resistance.
0: This is the one where they say it's water resistant. And I think they're going to go with it
1: yeah okay yeah and, th- and that's what this is about it's about making that claim because we know it's water resistant but it's not it's not uh a...
0: it's time that they put it on a slide you know and exactly. they said oh and the iphone is now you know you can yeah. jump
1: in the pool and it's fine yeah that's good okay uh i'm gonna go with a little different kind of prediction now but i feel like they do this they do this a lot especially at these fall events um, and so I'm going to say that at, at the end, as a way to play us off the, uh, at the end of the Apple event, there will be a musical performance. You really do want to win this time, don't you? I you really, really want to win. I really do want to win. <laughs> and this is my bonus. This is my vo- bonus point yep. category where I need to pick an artist. So I'm going to pick Frank Ocean. Oh, interesting. Okay. Apple yeah, yep. Music exclusive, right? Yep,
0: good one. Yes, that's a good. That's I like your bonus pick more than the pick itself. If that makes sense, <laughs> uh, the bonus right. pick makes more sense than the actual pick. Uh, right. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go against the understood here for my okay. for my wow. ninth pick, and
1: I am going to predict new MacBook Pros. That, Mike that was the next one on my list too so you're not that far off also it would be nice if we at least thought there was a possibility that there might be new Macs mentioned at the fall Apple event when all of the Macs are old and yet here we are this is pick nine for you so I'm
0: going to go I'm going to go and say right so everybody, everybody's saying no no Max, no Max, no Max. my hope is that there is a misunderstanding here and Macs will not be shipping until mm-hmm. later in the year but they will talk about them on stage. That's my hope. There will be a slide and they will say, we have this new amazing MacBook Pro because this MacBook Pro, what they're doing with it, I think it needs to be spoken about in person. So in theory, they're making some big changes to their right. most popular computer. And they're doing something which is kind of new, you know, with the, the, the touchscreen thing. I think that they're going to put this on stage, I'd be very surprised if they left it to just demos. I mean, they can do it, but it w- it would really surprise me. So I think we're going to see new MacBook Pros mentioned on stage. Whether they ship on that is a whole other
1: thing. I'm not sure. I got burned the last time by this, so now at WWDC, right? And so now I'm I'm concerned. I despair. Like, I despair about hmm. new MacBook Pros, but I hope, that, I hope that we do it. I hope that there's a segment about the Mac where they at least very briefly discuss some amazing new Macs that they're releasing, including new MacBook Pros. And I'm going to say they'll also give some lip, lip service to the, not, the iMac and hmm. say how great the iMac is and how they have new iMac models also that will be shipping shortly as a part of that presentation. So that's going to be my ninth pick. New iMacs will be mentioned as well. I'm not confident about that one. I'm not either, but I just I had to pick something with the Mac. I'm not confident about any of the Mac choices, and I was most confident about the new MacBook Pros. So,
0: all right, well, I'm gonna go for the real like annoying pick then, because if I pick new Mac Pros, I also pick MacBook Pro function bar touchscreen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I mean, this is the one I think you should have picked. I, I don't Probably. think the iMacs will get any stage time because I think all they're gonna do. It's just speed some bumps, yeah, yeah. And, and they
1: don't they don't spend time on that. They just have to show it on screen and say new IMAX too. All right, but yeah, so the function bar, the much rumored function bar touch screen. So you're doubling down on MacBook Pros, is what you're telling me.
0: Yeah, I'm doubling, doubling.
1: So if they don't release this, that's two out right there. So the rest of our list,
0: uh, it's focusing a lot on on other iPhone features that I consider to be less likely. Uh, other. Uh, ways of dealing with the headphone stuff that I don't think that I think are kind of just wishful thinking, and uh, maybe some Apple TV and iPad stuff, which I don't think none of that's going to happen. Yeah. All right. So that's my ten. So you got one last pick. So you can you I can do pick from what I think is not not going to happen.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to pick a classic that so often happens at these events, and I'm going to be rooting for it for the first time because usually I roll my eyes at these things and I want them to end, but I'm going to pick for number 10, the last pick, a live game demo on stage. I ain't going to get be, that one. It'll be boring. You really We'll really be wishing, we'll, be, we'll be wishing for death, but all they have to do is say these new IMAX, oh, woo, or the, not the IMAX, these new iPhones, woo, the GPU performance, it's so insane. How do we even explain how crazy, how powerful, how huge the GPU performance is? We've got these guys you've never heard of from some gaming company that you maybe vaguely know with the sequel to the game that they had that was really big last year, and they're going to come out and show you a pre-canned demo with a monster that's really rendered well. It's always Bring them epic. out here, boys. It's always Yay. epic. And, and
0: either they have Infinity Blade or they have a Zen garden, like one or the yep. other. They're going to have it for you. Yep. I have to say so last time i was really excited about this and and i wanted to win but my my win was bittersweet because you went off the reservation a little bit and spoke about spinal tap for 10 minutes but when i won it was still great however if i beat you this time it will be even
1: better because i can tell you don't want to repeat you want to win no i actually tried this time i want to win this time yeah i do i want to win and you, you snaked some of my picks, so, so that, made me, uh, that made me upset that, that you were... I felt like you were giving it to me early on, and then you kind of righted the ship a little bit and decided you were, oh, I see, it's on. We're not just being silly here. Okay, we'll play ball. And then, I was drawing you in. You had a strong second half. All right, so in
0: our show notes this week is a, uh, is a PDF that I've put together, which you will be able to use to play along with the event yeah and and you can grade us. the funny thing is I actually for the first time in a long time, I won't be able to watch the event live. so I'm, what,
1: what what is happening? what is wrong with you? What are your priorities, Mike?
0: I know it's terrible i'm i'm a, I have an engagement that I cannot break, so I'm gonna be somewhere else and I'll have to be following along on the live blogs haha <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's 2005.
1: I suspect that our our listeners are going to, as they did at WWDC. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I know I'm going yeah. to know who wins, even though yeah. I don't
0: need to watch. I, I will know what's announced based purely on the fact of who wins the uh, the draft here. So mm-hmm. so you can go and play along, and we encourage you to go and play along, and you can find a link to the PDF in our show notes, uh, and then uh, we can see who wins, and we can tally it up in our overall draft pick winnings. And I think it's yep. going to be 2-0, Jason, just so you know.
1: All right. It's a little trash talk. That's fine.
0: This week's episode is also brought to you by PDF Pen from Smile. You are able to engage your PDF Foo on every device with the PDF Pen family, which includes PDF Pen for Mac OS, and it will actually be, I guess, right? Like next week, it will be Mac OS. That should have been a pick. Yeah, <laughs> Apple changes the name of their operating system. No, no. PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone is also included in the PDF Pen family, as well as PDF Pen Scan. Plus, with PDF Pen for Mac OS, the ultimate PDF Pen editing tool. It gives you total control of your documents. You'll be able to break free of the printing and scanning and faxing and signing and cycles and all that horribleness as you go paperless. And when you're on the go, you'll have PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone right there with you, giving you the power whenever you need it. PDF pen scan plus add scanning and OCR to your mobile toolkit as well. And you'll have access to OCR when you're away from your desk. So you'll be able to scan those receipts with ease, which will make your accountant very happy at tax time. Uh, just before we recorded today, Jason, Adina ran upstairs and she was like, I have a document that we need to sign. I've mentioned this in a few places. We're buying a house right now. And uh, we've asked for a, a third party surveyor or appraiser, I believe as you call them, to go and take a look at the the property. And she needed to sign something to say, yes, you can go. And she was like, can you please fix this for me? Because I have no way of doing it. So I grabbed my iPad. I opened the document, signed it on P- with PDF pen for my iPad with the Apple Pencil. Adina signed it too. We uploaded it. Perfect. Off it went. Lovely. And we we're able to take control of all of that because we have PDF pen in our lives. PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone is a universal application, just one purchase on both devices. PDF Pen 8 adds audio note and file attachment support as well. And PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro 8 are running beautifully on the Mac OS Sierra Beta, so they'll be ready when it f- drops, I guess, relatively soon. Go to smilesoftware.com slash upgrade and you can find out more about the PDF Pen family. Thank you so much to Smile for their support of this show. I'm FM. Alright, Jason, it's time for some Ask Upgrade questions.
1: Ask Upgrade! Our lovely
0: listeners who tweet to us with the hashtag AskUpgrade and allow us to pick these picks every week. And Brent asked, how about in addition to Mike at the movies, you do some Mike Reads Comics section? Hmm. Is this Have good? you read good any pick? comics? Have you started reading comics? No, I'll tell you, I can tell you what happened to me. So, I was planning on downloading some comics to read on the trip, and... Uh, I had some great suggestions from you, right, for things to pick. And I opened up Comixology, and I couldn't work out what I was buying. Wow! So, like, I had the links, right? Like, Spider-Man, like, great. Where on earth do I start with these issues? Like, can I buy a collection? Is this the collection including all the stuff? It's a nightmare. So, you saying, sending me a link and say buy this exact thing, brilliant. So, we should do this uh maybe in a few weeks time once this yeah. once all the iphone stuff has calmed down
1: Let, let's do that because i i know we've talked about it before and i gave you some recommendations and i have more that i can give you now but i think maybe that's the best way to do it is to have some recommendations that are very specific i i understand for people who are interested in getting into comics veterans don't have this problem but this is this is the standard thing that happens in comics is that comic the comic industry shoots itself in the foot because It's been so much time trying to cater to the people who are their hardest core audience that they end up turning their back on a much larger potential audience of everybody else in the world. And this is an example of that where I, I can tell you oh ultimate spider-man is really great and then you go and there are like individual issues and they've renamed there there are the, you know number one but then there was another number one eight it's years confusing. later yep. and it gets really confusing um, and what we try to do with the incomparable when we do a comic is we actually link to a couple of what are called trades which are those collections where they take six or eight or ten or 12 issues and put them in a volume that you can buy and they have those for digital too where you can you can I just bought one the other day where for 15 I got, whatever, 12 issues of a comic all together in one file that I could read. I could just flip through and read the whole story. And that this is the problem with comics is that it gets very confusing when I when I tell people you should read this and they're like oh yeah okay Ms Marvel but is that Ms Mar- I I I somebody told me the other day they're like I just started reading Ms Marvel but I got really confused because I opened it up and she's like coming back from somewhere and the Avengers are in it and I and I realized they're reading Ms Marvel number one from 2015 instead of Ms Marvel number one from 2013. It's too much. It's, it's too much. much. All right. So we'll do we'll we'll do a segment in a in a you know, later in the fall, that's a little bit more detailed uh, reading list and maybe have you actually read something and then report back for a little end segment. That'd be fun.
0: So we need a name for it, right? Because we have Mike at the Movies, which is so great. And I would like to propose Mike at the Magazine Stand. Okay. Because, you know, there's no M, right? We need the M.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, if somebody can come up with something better than that, you know, send it in. But otherwise, we'll 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 say that. I know you don't want to. They, do they have that in? It's the like Mike at the <laughs> magazine stand. Is that? Yeah. A, I thought you called them news agents. Well, but yeah, but the Mike at the news agents doesn't work. No, does it, it doesn't it? Right. make any sense. <laughs> well, neither is Mike at the comic book shop. So that makes sense. Yeah, but Mike at the, the MacBook Pro d- downloading things on Comixology. Does <laughs> he? <laughs> doesn't work. We, no. need, we need, some, need some names. Schwal in the
0: chat room already suggested Mike with the manga, but I, we're not reading manga. So no. that is, that is uh, false. Nice try. I mean, we're not reading magazines either. So that's why it's Magazine Stand, because I guess that's yeah. where you could get comics. So we're, we're going to have to go with that for now. Uh, Jason asked, Jason, uh, do you Nummy. use genealogy software? Uh, will our digital detritus be meaningful to our kids? Will ancestry matter to them like our parents? What do you think?
1: I think, um, I think ancestry is always something that's interested people. I actually think ancestry stuff is going to be more interesting to people um, in, in the future that the, the digital world, the fact that so I use, um, I think reunion is where my, my family tree has kept my dad uh, in the last 15 years of his life, did a lot of family uh, tree research, a lot of genealogy research. And so I, I I put all that in and uploaded it. And then one of the amazing things about these sites like Ancestry.com is that one of the things they do is they, they uh, with your permission, they will match your entries against other entries that are in their database. And this is one of the exciting things about where this stuff is going is... Ever since I put my family tree into there, I get these emails saying we have a match. I mean, immediately when I did it, I got a whole bunch of matches where that person that I have way up as, as like an endpoint, like I don't know who this person's parents were, but I have this person as a, a distant uh, ancestor of mine. And the the web database will be like, oh, yeah, I think we have that person in our database And you click and you realize it's the same birth date. It's the same death date. It's the same name. They have the same spouse. This is the same person, except on somebody else's family tree, they have their parents listed. And and you real and, and their parents and suddenly you realize that your family tree has gone back much further on some other person's family tree. They kept that information, whereas your family lost that information. And it's pretty amazing when that happens. So I think people will still be it's gonna always be sort of a hobbyist, sort of a small percentage, but I think people will be more interested in that because we're eventually going to have I know the the um the Mormons are trying to build this too, it's like a database of everybody uh, because genealogy is very important to people who are in the Latter-day Saints religion. So um, I think this is what computers are great at, is uh, people putting in their family records, uh, also some intelligent agents scanning and OCRing lots of paper records and, uh, and other kind of like historical records and correlating all of this stuff together and it's sort of like Google for a history of who was alive uh, on the planet. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, I think I think that's gonna continue um, to be interesting, and the tools will be way better in the future. So I think I think it's great. My I wish my dad had had uh, access to that and 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 spent time with some of the ancestry stuff because I think he would have found even more than he was able to find doing kind of legwork and going to county offices and things like that.
0: I don't do any of this stuff. Uh, I think I probably will eventually, right? I think it's something that people start to do. I can't think of a nice way to say this at a certain age.
1: Yeah, I think, that, I think there's truth in that. I mean, my dad certainly, like I said, it was like the last 15, 20 years of his life, he was really interested in it and yeah. sort of uh, maintaining some of those links to the past because I think when you get to a certain age, you realize that you know things that unless you put them down um, are going to be lost when you die yeah. and that you want your future generations to understand these things about this family. So I think that's a part of it. Um, I do wonder if in the United States, and I don't have another perspective other than mine as an American, if the United States has more interest in genealogy because of the fact that we are a nation of immigrants. And so everybody in the U.S. sort of has this question of like, when did, your, you know, when did your family come here? How long has your family been here? Where did they come from? Where did they emigrate from to come to the United States? And so that, that's an, another uh, layer on it for Americans in terms of genealogy. Would you like to ask Kevin's question? Uh, yes, Kevin. <laughs> listener Kevin asks, this is such a setup, who edited Six Gun Showdown the sound effects and music were fantastic. This is our special members episode. Take a bow, Mike. Go ahead. I edited it. So the
0: reason that I wouldn't want to ask it is because I didn't want to ask that question and answer myself, and I didn't put it in there. You put it in there. Yeah. So yes, yeah. Kevin, uh, I did. Uh, I, I did edit this, and
1: uh, you're very proud of it.
0: I'm very. I actually consider Six Gun Showdown to be my editing masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by uh, the, the radio drama stuff that you did. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I consider my editing masterpiece is the incomparable Radio Theater. So absolutely fair. It's uh, it's fun to step outside of the comfort zone and do something like that. And um, and uh, yeah, that was good. That was yeah, good. In fact, I
0: spent th- many hours on it and and, and uh, a relatively large chunk of money um on the sound effects. I bought mm-hmm. a lot of the sound effects license because I I had like specific things that I wanted. Um, yeah. so I'm happy that people seem to really enjoy it because it made it worth it.
1: Yeah. yeah old west sound effects are not as easy to find they're, they're like there are a lot of stock sound effects that apple gives you but old west stuff is not among them so yeah you did a great job
0: thank you and mitchell asked today final question inquiring minds want to know will the new macbook pros have a light up apple logo um mitchell those days are gone i think i think they are done i think we have seen the end of light up apple logos on laptops uh, like even the Apple stores now have the mirrored logos on them when they open the new stores, like the one in uh, San Francisco. I think that we're done. I think that that is a, a thing of old now from Apple, from a design perspective. And we're just going to get mirrored uh, logos on all of our products going forward.
1: I should have picked that in the draft. You should have picked it. In the draft. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. I think that the MacBook is uh, showing us where they're what they're thinking of and there no other Apple product has that they they're all you know all the iPhones iPads they're all moving to the having this mm-hmm. shiny apple logo on the back and i feel like uh i think you're right i think the macbook pro will do the same but you'll get it in, you'll be able to get it in space gray so feel good about that yeah i yeah, can't
0: wait I'm so excited
1: all right, so uh, next week, Apple event. We're looking forward
0: to it. We'll see who wins the draft, which is going to yeah, be Yeah, and we will do
1: next week's episode after the Apple event. We're not going to do it on Monday. We're going to wait. It's a holiday weekend here in the U.S., and rather than try to do some uh, episode of Upgrade a Day before it's immediately put out of date, we're going to wait and do it hopefully Wednesday evening, and if not, I don't know when. Wednesday evening. We'll work it out. We're going to work it out. There'll be an episode not gonna make you sometime wait. after the event. Yes. If you want to find our show notes for this week's
0: episode, head on over to relay.fm slash upgrade slash 104. If you want to find me online, I am at imike. I-M-Y-K-E. Jason is at Jason L, J S N E L L and he's at sixcolors.com. Thanks again to Igloo and Smile for sponsoring this week's episode, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell.
1: Goodbye, Mike Hurley.